You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. All right, today's topic is plastics and weight gain, microplastics, endocrine disruptors, um, chemicals in the environment and water supply and food supply and everything else and how that contributes to the endocrine disruption which thwarts our efforts to lose weight and stay healthy and um, and keep ourselves free of toxins more than anything. Um, <clears throat> you know, health being basically the major axis, not weight, but still weight and health are also linked, right? So especially when you go beyond what's needed. So um, there's a connection here. Typically, most people do look at the external and the internal uh, they think internal, okay, well, all the food and then external, like exercise. And this is the, this is the, the typical uh, twofold approach that a lot of people see. And a lot of people also see that food is probably the, is definitely the biggest uh, contributor to that inner and outer perspective. Okay, so the food's going to be 80% of the, the problem. Exercise is going to be about 20%. And you could... You could play with those numbers a little bit depending on the person, you know, someone who's never worked out in their life and then all of a sudden they start going crazy and they start losing all these pounds and stuff like that may be a different case than someone who's been working out their whole life and have a different relationship to that. So there's differences in, in that those numbers. But in general, you could say that it's at least 75, 25 on the, on the food and the food is going to be the most important factor. So but but that whole inner outer argument needs sharpening because there's a deeper inner outer look that needs to happen which is the inner the endocrine system the glands and all this system that you know all the stuff in the blood that comes through that system and uh, it picks up on certain things in the blood and then therefore it produces hormones and you know there's this kind of um, limiting effects and things like that from the hypothalamus. And so you have this system that's set up to get the right amount of hormones through in the bloodstream directly. I mean, the glands just, you know, they distribute their hormones directly into the bloodstream. So not all glands do that, or maybe most glands don't do that. Um, and so, um, but these glands do, they go straight into the bloodstream. And so the blood is going to be the marker and how it's going to determine what it needs to put in there. Um, so, the the environment of course is going to influence that so that would be the, the the sharpening of the outer so the sharpening of the inner the first sharpening is not just food but also the endocrine system inside what's going on there how is that connected to the second sharpening which is the environment not just outer as in sports but outer as in what is the environment doing to me even in a static position even in in standing still the air I'm breathing the low iodine air what is it doing to me in a world where there's increasing toxicity in everything from water to air to cars to homes to plastics and polymers and paints and everything else that we have? And not to mention purposeful things that may be sprayed into the air or, you know, pesticides and organophosphates that, that get pulled up into the, you know, the smog and, and the air and everything gets released into basically the, 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 the atmosphere for us to breathe. So, um, and that's not even including all the car stuff and, you know, uh, the catalytic converters, all that aluminum there that is being shot into the air. That's more aluminum. And then you have industry, which is, oh my God, that's another world, petrochemical conversions and all that stuff, plastics and 
and all the aluminum and cyanide and and ES cyanide is also used in conversion of plastics and so you have all of these things that are put out into the air so um, I um, I think it's just interesting to just kind of widen your view a little bit and once you understand the environment and how it affects the it kind of hacks your body so once you realize it's hacking your endocrine system then you start to realize okay well, what can I do to stop that like maybe I need more iodine in the air because there's more toxicity so iodine helps get the toxins out it's one of the things that gets them out um, especially those stored in fats but you need that you need more iodine the more trouble you're in in a society <laughs> the more that it's in trouble the more iodine you need but the problem is is you typically have a limiting factor where you have less and less iodine in that type of society right so um so there's 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 food and there's other ways you can get iodine into the system you know raw milk is one of the best ways because it collects iodine and not only does it collect it, I mean, you could say capers collect iodine too in the mountain regions where they don't have a lot of iodine. And But uh, it collects it in a way which is unbelievably distributable to the human body because the animals already worked it out. And so we can take it in, that raw milk, and it can just perfectly fill that back in. Now, of course, you don't want to drink, you know, a gallon of milk a day either because then that creates another type of weight gain, you know. And so we have to find the right balance, you know, that, that, that one glass before bed and, and just learning how to use these things right and then also finding the right milk. It doesn't always have to be raw. Like it can be low temperature pasteurized, but it has to have a good taste to it, like a mmm, and there has to be a fattiness to it. I mean, typically I, in certain regions that I travel through, I, I'll pick the half and half of that company if it's you know a good company that's usually the one that everyone buys is hard, it's sold out or whatever but and typically it's only in like little small grocers or food or, or farmers markets or direct farm stuff you know but or you can have it shipped you can also have that stuff shipped through in different states depending on the state you're in and stuff like that so um so there's this need to find a good milk that's tasty and the tastiness is the iodine to some degree it's there's a there's a there's a fat part of it which gives it a tastiness a mouthfeel but there's also an iodine part of it and they're actually linked the fat and the iodine because that's where it's stored um, there's a, there's a lot of iodine in butter for example um, but anyway and you know vanilla strangely it, it it it's not full of iodine but it it grows in iodine rich regions but it but it um, you know typically coastal but it um, does have a lot of iodine cofactors, which is interesting. So that kind of that kind of accompanies, you know, ice cream and vanilla. There's a, there's a reason there. So um, so that's one way to look at that. And then the outer environment, of course, um, like that's we just talked about iodine, but you could talk about food. You know, all the bad food and the soy-fed animals and everything else that's just making it impossible to find strong protein structure. Okay, so add to that the plastics okay so now we get on the plastics and the plastics are the worst they're worse than soy even uh, even though soy is pretty bad but they're worse than soy because they come in there and they're even more unnatural so what do they do and how do they mess up this system well it's well known that they de derange the 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 uh, endocrine system that's not something we have to like really argue over it's pretty well studied but the general population doesn't really think about it very much because there's a tendency to keep consuming all this plastic. Now, glass has not died out. People think it has, but you go to, I still buy glass bottled water and I'm still, it's still available to me at a decent price. 
So it's not dead. It's just that, and then there's still a lot of things that are still in glass, but I mean, everything's has not been replaced, you know, and that's ridiculous because when you start putting all these acidic foods and, and, and fatty and all these things that absorb more of that chemical into themselves, and then you eat that, you're getting in more and more trouble every time. And you're not even aware of it because the thing is, is your body just has to have a threshold. If you know how the endocrine system works, it's a threshold of like daily exposure and that allows to hack the body. Like, okay, say for example, I need nine units per day of something, you know, and then that's going to hack the body into a certain direction. So those nine units have to come throughout whatever you're eating, touching, whatever. And throughout a given day, they're pretty much there. You know, they've studied this. Newborns have tons of this stuff in them. And, and it's, you know, that's to be expected too, because the mother does detox as well through the newborn, which is part of why, you know, the mother's prioritized by nature than the newborn. But so that's how that works. It's detoxifying her. But at the same time, uh, there's, there's definitely um, things coming in, which are like an onslaught that we're not aware of. And so these things keep us from gaining the, the weight loss that we need. Now, I'm not talking about magazines and all this kind of like, you know, thin Parisian, you know, sickly, and that, that's sick. That's the anti-mother culture. That's not what we're talking about. But uh, healthy looking and, and, and buoyant and uh, with spirit and with, with energy, this type of uh, weight, which is, you know, it, can, it doesn't have to be perfectly slim, slim, but it's not overweight. And there's this, there's this perfect balance. I mean, if you look back at the Greek statues, you find some of that balance. You know, like if you look at, you know, they were a little stockier, they were a little stronger, and that was just the way it was. So I'm not saying all the women have to be strong and all this kind of stuff. I'm just saying that there's a balance between that and where we're at now. And, the, the, you know, where, you know, either way too obese on one side and then way too skinny on the other and just trying to find the right, the right place. So the plastics are going to play a key role in this. Now, what they do is they get into the gut biome. Okay, so the problem is bacteria and how they interact with plastic. Like there's kind of a dead zone there. And so they don't, they can't, you know, process that right. And so there is bacteria and fungi and, and, and uh, mushrooms, I guess you could call that. Um, I guess you say mushrooms in English. I'm, I got, I learned all this, a lot of this naturopathic stuff in French. And so I'm trying to convert, but, but so there is uh, fungi and things that, that in the organism can remove some of this petrochemical uh, plastics from the body. Um, most of the studies point to the fact that it can be removed through sweat glands as well. There's kind of a like a metabolism heat that's needed to push these things and evaporate them and push them out through the sweat glands. So that's where magnesium comes in. Magnesium is like the, the, the master molecule for not only chelating, it doesn't chelate directly itself, but it it attaches to um, enzymes and things which they come in like like for example magnesium malate or that's just one but they come in and they help break down aluminum or this or that or this other toxin uh, you know pick the enzyme and it'll have some sort of tropism for for what it's trying to break down and so and also mushrooms and and fungi and things like that they definitely have a different um, they can go deeper too. Um, so we need a good flora for, to have all of those options. And that's probably not the, the case in a lot of people and vaccined and, and antibiotic uh, infested kind of world that we live in, you know, where you see the doctor all the time. I haven't seen a doctor in like 10, 10 years, 
you know, and it's not like I'm just above it because I do believe modern medicine has some definite value in the urgency field, but I try not to get to that point. And if I do, I respect them. But if I don't, like, there's a lot of stuff that can be done in, in between that prevention and everything else. So, um, so taking my kids to the doctor all the time is never going to be one of my philosophies. And, um, and I don't think it should be anyone's philosophy, but I mean, unless there's like something that's, you know, you're at that level of urgency. So, but first do no harm, right? So try to be careful with what you're doing at, the, at every step of the birth and all the way through the life cycle so that you don't get yourself into that where you harm the child and therefore you're cleaning up the mess. So the key word here for this understanding in which I found is, is metabolome or metabolome. So this is uh, part of the, it's not just the blood. It's actually just a word that means, you know, all these metabolites that were produced through protein, gen, protein genesis. And so, but these metabolites are um, in the blood and they were able to measure the blood and measure it by um, um, testing the metabolites in the blood, the metabolome, and um, comparing that to um, the flora, the gut flora. And they were trying to see if they could find a way to test the gut flora just through testing the blood. And they found it very easily. Like one third of all the metabolites are have been previously uh, made in the gut flora. And so there's a trace there immediately. So the diversity, and they also found that too much diversity is bad too. So you have to have the right amount of diversity. And so that creates a perfect balance there, what they call the Goldilocks zone or whatever. And that creates a perfect balance for... Um, uh, and not only that, but also a mirror for what's happening in the gut. So what does that mean? That means throughout the body, all throughout, not only the epitheliums and the lungs and digestive and urinary and sexual and all these different areas that we have, not only our glandular system, but also we have um, little pockets of biomes and gut floras and the skin as well has a flora. So there's places where this flora is happening. So anywhere where these bacteria are, they're going to have a problem with these plastics coming through the bloodstream. And so that's going to destabilize their work and that's going to make it harder for them to bring about stronger bonds, stronger connections and conjugation and create these structures that are needed, not only at their development level, but even in the exchange and catalyzation processes and all of the, the other, um, you know, membrane transport and all the other areas where they're trying to um, move and progress uh, towards health uh, and healthy structures, healthy exchanges, healthy everything, right? So this is the number one thing um in our society at least it's the one that's the hardest to get out like i mean you have glyphosate you have other things that are very difficult to find and track but they show up not not everywhere and the plastics do they're in everything i mean they're just and 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 even the chemicals and that we breathe you know they did a mennonite study on women and they they, they couldn't figure out why these mennonites didn't have these high levels in their systems of uh, endocrine disruptors and two of the ladies that went to the, uh, they had a, a false positive on some two of the ladies and they figured out, they ended up tracing it back to the car that they drove them to the testing center in, which had a heavy PVC smell from like a seventies new car smell kind, kind of thing. And that, um, that 10 minutes being in that car, smelling that triggered their systems to, to falsify the, the conclusions because everyone else did not have that. So they ended up having to trace it. And I found it to be a real window of truth because just smelling this stuff 
and can bring all that into you. And so it's not just something that we eat and it's through, you know, chemicals create life, you know, so there's, there's a lot of um, reactions there that we're not aware of what that creates in the body. I mean, even like electromagnetic magnetic waves, you could say, what is that doing in the body? It just goes through you, right? No, it doesn't. The coagulations and everything it does in the body create structures, weaker structures, uh, um, and, and certain, um, what do you call it, defunct tissues and things that have to be gotten rid of after that. So then you have detoxification pathways that get blocked. You have all sorts of problems that start happening. So it's not just waves that are just invisible. We have to stop with this, like, you know, because you you know, hit somebody, you harm them. But if you say some words to them that, that are very destructive, that that's not also harmful. Now, of course, it doesn't mean that words are as harmful as, as physical action at all. We shouldn't be allergic to words. But there is some notion of abuse in different um, different ways um, that we can harm another person, you know. So um, just being less, um, I guess you could say, um, uh, dilettante um, with these things and knowing that they, the, all these subtleties in worlds do have a reality in our body and start to wake up to that. So this uh, is going to affect the weight gain um, directly because all the cell functions, uh, the blood functions are going to um, get into the bloodstream. That's going to trigger the endocrine system and the endocrine system is going to think they're estrogen. So it's going to start Typically, they're more estrogen specific, a lot of these chemicals, because they're plastics. And so they, they tend towards a, a kind of estrogenization. You know, they, they, it's like that, that bendy quality that they have. And so that comes through, through um, the system and gets into the blood. And so that the body tries to protect itself from that. It sees it as an estrogen. It can't get real estrogen in there, which could be positive. And then the, you get hyperestrogen or you get the reverse of that. And then through women and men, you get different effects uh, on because it's trying to fight that. So it can be you can have one effect and, and have its opposite in someone else. And so... Um, you know, the gender bending kind of crazy bodies that we see here, man, I never saw that in Europe. I never saw some of the shapes and forms that I'm seeing here, the head structure. These things are coming from this. And so um, trying to get over this. And of course, you know, um, endocrine disruptors are not just plastics. Aluminum and other things also disrupt, uh, you know, metal. There's so many things that disrupt the endocrine system. But plastics are the one we're talking about here, especially when it comes to weight gain. So don't be... Uh, blind to this, um, this reality. Uh, the number one solution for it is magnesium, transdermal magnesium. Uh, not just because we sell that, but because it's the it's the best, it's the most powerful one you can find that's going to help you get the transpiration part. So for what that means is if you're you're going to have to work out and do some things to heal and get some of this stuff out of you if you've already can, if you're already housing a lot of it, right? and obese and everything else. So you, as you go to heal this and get this out and start your workout program and start your group of cardio, whatever you're doing, um, the, the magnesium being taken all throughout that process, that six months or a year or two years or whatever you're doing, that's going to help assist in the magnesium chelating uh, through enzymes, those toxins and allowing those toxins and endocrine disruptors to come out through the sweat glands. That's the goal. And you want to get them out. You don't want to waste all your exercising and you're eating and all that stuff. I mean, you want to be you want to be good on your food. If you want to figure that out, you can look up our Mystery of Nutrition book on our website, theheartoftradition.com, and it explains all of that chapter. But if you but to get beyond just the food part of it, 
um, you have to be aware that all that sweating could be doubled if you are able to use the, magne the power of magnesium to bring all that stuff out. So we lose magnesium when we sweat. It's a daily thing and we need it. And so it helps in that process. So use traditional wisdom. You know, this is not some new supplement. This is old as the world. This is the Greek and Roman bath culture. This is why they went to those sacred waters and and develop their cultures around them because there was magnesium in the water. And, and even the origin of those cultures was a place called Magnesia in Greece, which is halfway underwater now. But there, it, it was, you know, the, the center of that bath culture. So now we're coming back to that. So be smart. It's only 25 bucks. Don't get the fake stuff because if you get it in plastic, once again, you miss the whole message. And, that, and it's not just, well, it's just one small plastic bottle. No, you're attaching magnesium the core molecule of 800 processes in your body to a plastic molecule. So then when it's coming into the system, it's already got that saturated into it from the bottle, the bottle, the, the plastic uh, container. And then that's going to not allow it to pull those same chemicals out of you. So you're just going to weaken it. And it's actually quite, kind of stupid. It's a little bit like buying a discotheque or a club and spending a hundred thousand dollars on speakers and then going and buying the needle for you know the turntable the little needle and spending like t five bucks on the needle instead of 200 and you know you you spend all that money on the speakers and you ruin it on the needle the one thing where all the sound passes through so you want to do things right and you want to do you know it's, if it's three bucks a week then do it right come check us out at the heart of glass bottles transdermal magnesium thank you